Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, your number one show if you're overwhelmed by the healthcare system or even worse, underappreciated by the healthcare system, and you're just looking for a voice of reason, I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting. This week, we have Dr. Stephen Bradley, board-certified anesthesiologist, currently in fellowship for critical care medicine, who is the host and creator of the Black Doctors Podcast. And what I love about his story is he talks about the importance of doing what you love, while working in career. And we talk about medicine being overwhelming, being underappreciating. And a lot of times you'd be surprised how many people put 100% of their life in something that is overwhelming, that doesn't appreciate them. And that's what medicine does for a lot of people. But Dr. Bradley is like, nah, not me. Even while he was in medical school, he said, you know what? I love music and I'm not going to put that to the 100% back burner just because I'm in medicine. And we're going to talk about why that was important when we're talking about the balance of work, when we're talking about the balance of understanding the career versus the calling, which sometimes medicine gets construed as. And we'll get into a little business of why he started the Black Doctors Podcast. And make sure to leave a comment about this week's episode. This week, we got a special guest for you. I know you guys are tired of hearing me talk. So you love when I bring on guests. And I got a special one here for you. It comes from a referral from a guest who was a favorite guest of this show, Dr. Nidarko. Um, and this guy, Dr. Stephen Bradley, we're going to pick his brain. When I tell people all the time, probably some of the smartest physicians in our field are the anesthesiologists. I've said this time <laughs> and time again. And we're going to pick his brain. Why? We're going to figure out who is Dr. Stephen Bradley. More importantly, what is a medical ethicist? I, I'm not even sure if I'm saying the word correctly. But really, more importantly, <laughs> what makes him tick, right? You know how we do here on the Lunch Learning Community. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Dr. Bradley, first of all, thank you for joining uh, this week on Medicine Mondays. Dr. Pierre, thank you for having me. I honestly have not been on a lot of podcasts, so this is a uh, new territory. I'm learning a lot. From uh from you and what you're doing. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. You know, so funny, especially especially as a fellow podcaster, that's that's not unfamiliar territory because a lot of times, like we're so busy kind of doing our own uh, mm-hmm. that we'd be forgetting, like, oh yeah, I could I'm gonna go hop on <laughs> and get on the other side of the camera. So it's actually not uh, unfamiliar territory for sure. So talk to me about who is Dr. Stephen Bradley? Because I know the Lunch and Learn community is going to be like, all right, why is, why is why does Dr. Barry want this guy on the show? Like, talk to me. Who's Dr. Stephen Bradley? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm Stephen. So my my full story, you know, grew up, um, you, you said you're in Florida. My dad actually retired in Florida. My parents are both from Florida, but my dad was in the Navy. So I moved around a bunch growing up. Uh, eventually, he retired down there in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um a long kind of work history and in, in high school, I had a bunch of jobs working construction. My first exposure to medicine was working at Shands Hospital, um, doing high voltage electrical work. That was a summer um, after college. And that's when I first saw a physician and kind of saw them coming into work. I said, man, I wonder if I can do that. 
Uh, a couple years later, you know, I changed majors and got accepted to Howard University, College of Medicine, where I went uh, went from there to the University of Chicago for anesthesia. I was pulled in by a desire to do critical care. And um, after that, went to the Navy for a couple of years because of my family. My brother's in the Navy. My dad's retired and um, just got out and went back to Chicago, actually, for a critical care fellowship. That's the career me, but deep down inside, I am just a regular dude. I'm an average student, strong B plus, and I really love music. Um, I like spending time with my wife Been married for a couple of months at this point. And um, yeah, just living life, enjoying life. Now tell me now, was the, was the military, was that something that you just obviously with the with the family background, the familiarity around it, was that something you're like, all right, like I'm gonna do this school thing and then also hit it? Or was like did that just kind of come into your own or what how, how did how did we end up there? Yeah, so I always wanted to join the Navy. It's funny how like stuff just imprints on you when you're a kid. So seeing my dad come home in uniform every day, I'm like, yo, I've got to do this. And he never sat down and was like, I want you to do this. It was just that desire. So I kept going in school. Um, you know, got into medical school and whatnot and wasn't able to join because of that. Meanwhile, my brother joined through ROTC in college. So by the time I finished med school and started residency, he was already on active duty. That's when I had that opportunity to, to join in residency. So the first question, people are, oh, so your loans are paid for. No, they got me for, for super cheap. Um, they didn't pay for my uh, student <laughs> loans. People are listening like, yo, what's wrong with this? We think you made a mistake bringing him on the show because he can't be that smart. Um, so I, I just had a little bit of bonus money in residency and then got severely underpaid for four years on active duty. Um, although the time did count towards public service loan forgiveness, got a couple years left in that, but yeah, people are, are like, Oh, yo, so, so it's free. You have no loans. I'm like, mm, not, not quite. It's not that simple. Not quite. <laughs> Sorry to break your concentration. I know you were probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget check out our lunch and learn community store shop.drbarrypierre.com remember to use the code empower10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts and spotify thank you now back to your regularly scheduled podcast you know and what i what i love is that you kind of mentioned it where you say you know what i'm just like a regular student b plus and the reason why I love you, I've, I've talked about this on the show a lot as far as, you know, now, again, I, I wish I could say I was only a B plus student. I had a couple, had a couple of D's along the way, might've got an F she's here, still here. There, right? Like, she's still here. You know, I'm just being honest, right? And I'm still here. And I think especially for a lot of people, when they see people get to the pinnacle, right? Which for a lot of people, a doctor is the pinnacle of said career. They think that it was rosy. They think that it was so easy that we were just kind of coasting through. So I love when people are very open and say like, hey, like you can do this and you don't necessarily have to be like nothing but straight A's and just all rosy pictures. So I definitely, I lovely, love yeah. that aspect. Now being open, no, no. that's not, that's not a normal trait. <laughs> being open no. like how, how did you get to that point where you're like you know I, i'm i'm cool with letting people know that like i wasn't this super student i just got kind of fed up with the fact that we want to to show people like this this facade or this thing that like i never struggled i, I looked around like and i think we do it subconsciously that we want to look like we have everything together it's just natural that 
we don't want to show our flaws. And the more you look around, you're like, wait a minute, we're all human. So we all make mistakes. There's some people that are really good. You know, they're on that, uh, you know, far side of the spectrum where they're like pretty excellent. Then you got people that are on the other side that can't do anything right to save their lives. Most of us are in the middle and we have issues and we have problems. And I'm very transparent. Like, you know, if I'm on rounds with residents or as a fellow, if I make mistakes, like I, I own up to it and move along. And, and it's my hope that by showing this behavior, somebody else is like, yo, it's okay to be just a regular person. It's okay to make mistakes, to learn from those mistakes, to kind of share my flaws because we all have flaws, but within us all having flaws, we also all have strengths. And if we work together and kind of combine those, I, I personally think society as, as a whole would be in a much better spot. Mm. And, and you talk about combining strengths. You mentioned that you really love music, but obviously for those who typically say, you know what, I'm going to go the doctor route a lot of things get kind of pushed to the back burner. How and how were you able to, I guess, keep music in that back pocket? Uh, you know, it gets pushed to the back burner uh, for me. You know, we deal with um, what do we call it? work-life balance. Everybody deals with it differently. And for me, I can look back over from when I decided I was a music major in college initially. Ah, after that first okay. year, yeah, I, I changed majors. And that's when I kind of closed the door on music for about a good three or four years. I was just hmm. studying, trying to get into medical school. I didn't have access to any instruments. Um, I picked it back up when I was in medical school. Howard, you know, we, we always got to be extra. We had a uh, Howard University College of Medicine uh, gospel choir. And man, you talk about a joyful noise. I don't even know if it was joyful. We made some noise. Hmm. Uh, but I was able to get back in it and play. And I also played, you know, twice a month at uh, one of the churches in DC. So I would, I would play keyboard and I picked up bass guitar and, you know, play, it'd be like four services on the weekend. So I tried to do that like twice, twice a month. Um, and yeah, while, took in, a, while you were in school? Yeah. Yeah. In, in medical school. Wow. Okay. Um, and the way I looked at it was like, I could really study hard and use all this time to study and maybe I'll, you know, honors or whatever, be a really good student, or I could be a pretty good student and then do all this other stuff. And I can look back and like have experiences and, and, and hone my skill and, and worship and do all those things. And so I, I've always like made it a point to like, not go a hundred percent for almost, I really don't, my, my wife and my marriage a hundred percent. But everything else in life, I try to like have a good balance. So that's what I did in, in, in medical school. And then residency hit in the first two years. I'm trying to figure it out. And there wasn't much music going on then. Then I joined the Navy. I got a little bonus check. I got a really nice keyboard. Started playing again. So for me, it's just been this ebb and flow. And I look back and I could see, um, I know um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell has a book talking about 10,000 hours. And I could see where I diverged from really good musicians. And if I put all this time and energy into music, perhaps I would have been excellent. Um, I'm a novice and I enjoy it, but because I'm a physician, I also have the funds to buy instruments that I like. There's not a, it's not a crazy expensive habit or hobby, but if I, I want a music instrument, I'm going to buy it and now I can learn how to, to play it. So that's kind of how I've managed over the last 10 or 12 years uh, to combine my love of music and the job of medicine. You know, so honey, I remember you know, growing up, I always had kind of two dreams. I'm a big 
big fan of technology, big fan of computers, but I always knew I wanted to do medicine. Like it was just in the back of my mind. And I, I'm going to ask you if you, cause I, I didn't know if you had any, you know, relatives or, you know, very close mentors that made you choose the medicine route. So like, even as I was coming up in medicine, like I, like I'm listening to your story and I'm, I'm just putting myself in there. And for me, it wasn't necessarily music, but it was technology. It was like, all right, how can mm-hmm. I use technology? How can I use computers around me? Because I still like doing the stuff, even though I, I, I jokingly, I talk to my wife all the time, where sometimes I say like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, do, me- I do medicine. Like, I, I almost feel like the medicine <laughs> is just there, but like everything else, like I'm, I'm a very, I'm like, I'm a tech nerd, like outside of this medicine stuff, I tell people. So I, I love that. And I think it's an important message. Because and I, I used to tell my medical students, my residents all the time, like, guys, like you got to have a life outside of these hospital doors mm-hmm. is so extremely important. Why? Because medicine has no problem taking every inch, every minute, every second from you if you give it like it's yeah. greedy. It's greedy in that sense. They're like, oh, you want to keep giving? All right. All right. You want to like not talk to your friends? OK, you ain't not talking to your family. OK, I'll take that, too. Like, it'll do it. And yeah. it takes it takes people to say, you know, what? like, I'm cool on that. I'm going to do what I actually love as well, because I know it's not 100 percent like I have to dedicate all of my life to it. So I do love that fact that you're able to explore and say, you know what, I'm going to make this reservation right now. I like this. Med- I like the medicine thing, but I also like the music thing as well. And, and I'm going to dedicate as much time as the music thing. Not as, not as much time as I want, but I'm going to dedicate as much yeah. free time as I can to get over there. And so I, I love that, 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 that balance uh, or, or that, that trying to work the balance. Cause again, this in the ideal word, it'll be 50, 50, but obviously, you know, medicine takes this, you know, at least for me, sometimes right. 55%, a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I'm, able on you. Get, I'm able to get what I love out there. So I do love uh, that aspect. Do you think that was to the benefit of you, especially when you look back and kind of where you're at now, saying that, like, I'm so glad I did some of my music stuff when I did it? Absolutely. Because when I look back on medical school, I worked hard. And don't get it twisted. You know, I think we all have shed tears at some point in our medical education and journey. But the other memories, you know, I say people, there's always, like, quotes that people say that nobody really listens to. Like, if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. Um or, you know, you got to enjoy the journey is about the the, des- the journey at the destination. So a couple, of, I don't know, randomly, I just thought about these super simple sayings and decided to like think about it and internalize it and really focus on enjoying that journey. So when I look back on my time at Howard, first of all, I was at Howard, so that was a whole another thing. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> anyone, for anyone who's been to Howard, Yeah. <laughs> But the other memories I have are playing keyboard in my church and, and playing with our worship team and playing bass and playing our gospel choir and just practicing music. And those memories kind of just go right along with each of those like ups and downs and those good, happy memories and the not so happy memories that I have from my time. And I could think about how good I was at playing the keyboard back then. And then am I better now than I was then? Am I progressing um, what other instruments have I learned along the way. So for me, I love like being able to look back and see this journey that runs parallel with this career of medicine. 
And, and when we talk about it, I, I kind of I'm I'm like I'm loving the segue. You like I say you, you you must be a podcaster because you're great. At the <laughs> when we talk about medicine, a lot of people and we kind of highlighted that you know for a lot of people, medicine is this thing that they this this career this job that they mm-hmm. go to. For others, it's like all right, like I've always wanted to do. It's like they're calling. I've always wanted to do medicine. Like how do you kind of internalize your journey? And, and actually active journey within medicine. Yeah, I'm going to say something um, I've had on my mind for a long time. I don't know if this will go viral or not, or if people are going to blow up my inboxes. But this debate always comes up. Um, like, you know, they, they say stuff, medicine is for those people that could not possibly see themselves doing anything else. And I... 100% reject that theory. I personally view medicine as a career and I approach it with a sense of professionalism, not necessarily altruism. Obviously it takes some altruism, but in my mind, if I am doing medicine purely out of altruism, what happens when I have that patient that just ticks me off and my altruism just leaves? What happens five years down the road or when you hit a pandemic you just get burned out, your altruism leaves. I approach medicine from a sense of professionalism that as a physician, I'm going to study hard. I'm going to know my patient inside and out. I'm going to deliver the best care possible for me. And I I view it as my duty, my job as a professional, as a healthcare professional to do these things. Um, and And I think that's the, the, difference in the way I approach it. And therefore I can do my best. There's going to be some good outcomes. There's going to be some bad outcomes. If there's a bad outcome, I look at what could I have done differently? Was this a mistake I made? Um, how can I keep this from, uh, from happening again in the future? And if I have done everything to the best of my ability based upon my training, I will not necessarily um, internalize that. I think, you know, we all have those bad outcomes of, you know, maybe a young patient that just shouldn't have turned out that way and it just weighs on you. And yeah, there, there's those. But at the end of the day, I sit down and think like, okay, what could I have done better? I did everything to the best of my ability. All right, cool. And then I'm out, I'm at home, I'm playing guitar. And I go back tomorrow. I love it. And, and, and reason why is, and you, you kind of alluded to this pandemic. And we've talked, obviously, on this this show, this series, we kind of talk about how just kind of the system overwhelms and underappreciate those affected by it. And mm-hmm. no no group of people uh, is that true, truer. And in, in when I talked about my physician colleagues and we talk about burnout and we talk about running into a system that we thought loved us, but didn't really did, don't really love us as much as we love it. So when we start talking about the next step, when we start talking about, all right, what am I going to do outside of this? Sometimes, and you kind of mentioned those people who think that physicians should only look at it from this altruistic position. They're like, oh, well, you must not really love the game. Like, you know how that goes. You know, you don't really, you don't really love us like that. You don't really love <laughs> medicine like that. If you're like ready to go off and, and pursue other ventures I tell people all the time, like I'm, I'm about to turn 40 soon. I'm my goal is to try to retire from medicine by 45. Uh, okay. By mindset and other reasons, but like, but I like to have that goal just so I could just so I can think like because I don't want to do this until I'm 60. Like I'm sorry, like yeah. I, 
I see my colleagues who are 50 and 60 and closer to that, and they don't look happy doing this. I don't want to do that when I'm 50 and 60 plus having to do medicine. So yes, I'm going to look and pursue other opportunities because medicine is my job. Like that's, that's what it is. Like, yes, I love medicine. Yes. I love taking care of people, but medicine is a job. Like it, it pays me because I donate my skills. If I didn't donate my skills, medicine wouldn't pay me. So I'm, I'm right. I, that's why I loved your question. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. We're going to talk about this is because I think it is a conversation that we don't have enough of, especially to our pre-meds and our medical students who may come in with this idea like, okay, I'm in, I, I like, I used to be a former program, program director. So I read a lot of personal statements. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone is about the care and the love and we want to take, and I'm like, that's because they want to get in. <laughs> They try to get in. They try to get in. And I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's cool and all, but like, all right, what happens when they don't really love you back like that? Mm. And, and the nice is tough. And, you know, you're, you're working and you're not really seeing the conversation that you know you're generating. Like, what happens then? Like, is it really about the love or is it about the career? And, and that's yeah. when people really start recognizing, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a business, true and true. So I do love uh, that you mentioned that, because I think the overall theme, and especially when I talk to my physician colleagues who do other things outside of medicine, which I love, like I say, because I'm, I'm, I'm like y'all, like I'm, like I'm sneaky with it, right? Like I'm not necessarily <laughs> really sneaky with it, but like I, I, like I, I probably talk more about the stuff I do outside of medicine more than I do uh, the medicine stuff. If not but for what like, you mean? we, we see you, here. we see, we see you on YouTube, brother. We see yes. the books you writing in the background. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, we go, like, we're going to work here. We're going to, but I like doing it. And I'm like, oh, that's why I also happen to be a doctor. Right. Like, yeah. I, like I just came from a conference, digital marketing conference, because those are the type of conferences I go to. Right. Like when to the point where when I got to go to a medical conference, I'm like, oh, I got to go to one of these medical conferences again. I got like, it's, it's the energy is just not the same. And I think more and more of us, uh, especially as we become more prominent, especially as social media becomes you know, it wrapped within our career, mm-hmm. you have to be open enough to say that because there's a lot of people who look at me, who look at you and say like, man, if, like I see what, I see what Dr. Barry doing. I see what Dr. Steven doing, man. And they, they, they don't look as stressed as these other guys over here. And I'm, I'm trying to get like them. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I told, I went back to fellowship, like I mentioned, so I'm in the ICU. I told these folks every day, I said, I come to work for entertainment. I come here, socialize, I'm going to do some good medicine. I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing here today. And yeah, you know, I'm going to paycheck. I need to pay the bills. I need to finish this fellowship so I can go on and, and, and keep it pushing. But I, I honestly try to, like I said before, in, enjoy the journey. And if you're not enjoying whatever it is you're doing, then that's it's kind of on you. You got to sit there and figure out, you know, what is it that's keeping you in that horrible uh, surgical job at the hospital that's, that's mm-hmm. undervaluing you. Mm-hmm. What is it that's keeping you there? Is it, you know, you got to pay for your kid's tuition. You, you got a big old mortgage. You got, there's something. And at some point there's a break even point that 
this isn't worth it and you need to change that situation for your your happiness and maybe you're not there yet and you're you're good and you're going to grind out a couple more years that's cool too but i always try to see you know am i happy doing this and if not what can i change now i and i i ask a question right because especially because i know my wife listens to this show right so she loves her credit <laughs> be careful how 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 has the wife been in regards to making sure you stay grounded because it sounds like you were already kind of like grounded before but like how has your wife been in making sure that that kind of remains steadfast man i i got so lucky uh with my wife uh, she's from new york um, the New York and her is strong, but despite that fact, uh, um, she is uh, a gem. She's a blessing, and she keeps me grounded. She um, is extremely down to earth. Um, you know, we have a very similar uh, out outlook on on how we spend our money. I'm frugal, I'm, and she's more frugal, which is fantastic. Like we enjoy the same things. Um, we're very very simple people um we focus on things that we like to do spend time together we like to eat we like to watch netflix and we travel um we're neither of us are into designer clothes or nice cars or um expensive houses and i think that has really allowed us she'll she'll laugh because i i'm really into minimalism and she's like how are you a minimalist when you have 12 instruments but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> but we, we both have our, our interests and our, and our hobbies and, and they kind of keep us all in the same area and we enjoy each other's company. And I've just been super blessed that we're both on the same wavelength. Um, so yeah, she, she, and if I get, you know, too big, she, she, that New York comes out and, and she's like, you know, remember you're from, she's our favorite thing to say is, uh, yeah, you know, I'm from New York and he's from a farm. Hey. <laughs> that is supposed to be that, you know, reminds me from whence I came. So that is, that is funny. So I want to ask a question, right? And and you've kind of you kind of alluded to, but like especially for those who are following, those who are looking, how how does someone who is looking at the footsteps, Dr. Stephen Bradley, say, how do I combine my career and my passion? Like, what is what is the thought process that it takes to say, you know what? Yep, I'm going to do this medicine thing, but I'm also going to do my instruments, right? For someone who has the music thing or the thing that's outside that they know they should be doing as well. But for some reason, this medicine thing or whatever their career, they don't have to be medicine, but whatever their career thing is, is, is trying to take up uh, all of their time. Like, how? what type of advice would you give? Uh, yeah. I would say this goes back to kind of that concept of minimalism and it's minimalism isn't just getting rid of all your stuff. It's focusing on what truly brings you happiness and, and limiting kind of the, the, what you put your interest in to those two, one, two or three things. So for me, um, it's really just music and art are the two things that I kind of like do that take up money and time. And that's all. I, I cut out sports. I, I cut out, you know, I don't really follow pop culture. Um, and that allows me to more fully invest myself into work when I'm at work. And when I'm home, I'm either relaxing or, or doing something that I enjoy. And it's okay to say no. If I got friends that want to go do something that I'm not really into, 
I'm probably not going to to go do that. So it takes kind of whatever time that you have. We all have 24 hours in a day. And then you focus it on what truly brings you pleasure, not what um, makes you look like you're super cool yeah. and you have everything together and like keep up with the Joneses kind of with your time, right? Um, what do you what do you really enjoy? And that's what I've focused on for probably the last like eight, eight years or so. And same thing with work. What do you like about your job? Where are you trying to get to? And um, it's not about doing the the least amount, but it is about um, doing what's essential. That was another book I read, um, Essentialism, learning to say no. And if this isn't going to help you get to where you want to be in your career or in your life, really think long and hard about, um, do you really want to do this? And then just say no. And, and the first couple pages of the book mention you will initially feel like you're letting your teammates down, you're not supporting them, but eventually there's a shift where they realize that, oh, Dr. Pierre, yeah, if he's really interested in something, he's gonna do a really good job in it because he says no to everything else. It's almost like a, a kind of a reversal. Uh, I like that. Um, so that, that's what I've tried to do. You know, obviously I'm far from perfect and there's still learning every day, but I really try to just focus on letting go of things that I don't care about and focusing on the things that I do. And I'd, I'd be remiss to not have a, to have a fellow podcaster on the show and not talk about like their podcast. Right. <laughs> so before I get, before I get you out of here, let, let's talk about the black doctors podcast, right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the brain child and like how that kind of came into fruition in, in kind of in the world. Um, well, we got to pull in the, the godfather, uh, Dr. D. Darko. He hey. posted something He posted something on uh, Instagram. I told a story on his show I, every time because I, 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 I believe in giving credit where credit's due. Um, 2020, he posted why every physician needs to have a, a podcast. And I'm like, yo, that's wild. It's crazy. Why does every physician need to? Okay, dude, you just want my like. Let me go read your post. I'm going to like your post. And then I went to his website and I'm reading and he talked about building a platform and doing all this other stuff. So mind you, I'm in the Navy at this point in time. I honestly wasn't working that much because, you know, the, the case volume wasn't super high in the Department of Defense hospitals. So I would be on call. I would do a 24-hour call and do like one or two anesthetics, you know, so it's kind of a waste of time. But I signed up. I swore into the Navy. So this is what it is for four years, right? I don't, I live life without regrets. I put myself here, so I'm just going to suck it up and, and waste my time in-house for 24 hours. And so I started thinking, like, what can I do at this time? Mm, social media is blowing up. Mm, I don't really do the TikTok dances. Uh, I can't really do the viral photos. Like, I, It's just not me. And as I looked at the medical influencers and looked at these people um, that were living their, their best life, going to coffee shops and these matching scrubs and all these other like fancy trapping. I'm like, yo, that's not the med school that I went to. I remember when nah. my <laughs> only dinner was uh, my mom would send me care packages. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't want care packages. Mom, I want to go to a happy hour in DC. But one day I was so broke and didn't have any food in the house. I went digging and found that care package. And she had uh, an envelope of uh, chicken noodle soup. Not chicken, it was a, a French onion soup. It was in a little, like a Lipton's packet. You just add water and uh, 
So I boiled that soup. I found some old hamburger buns and made uh, garlic bread from that joint. Okay. So I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking. That's, at a, that's an ingenuity. Pieces. I like that. I like that. Let's say like, oh no, we got we gonna do something with this here. Oh, he's down bad. Uh, but I look, I look at, I'm like, yo, this isn't the experience that I had in medical school, and I worry that for people that are coming up, like I mentioned, showing your flaws and being okay with not being perfect. So for a lot of people, that's going to be off putting to them. They're going to say, I could never be that. I don't have the money to have these scrubs. Like it's going to, you know, worsen imposter syndrome and it just make you feel like you don't belong. I said, you know what? I want to share my experiences in medicine. How do I do that? I don't have that many people or followers on Instagram. I can post some stuff, but it's going to disappear. Um, I can do a YouTube channel. I can do. So I really thought about it and and kept going back to to Nee Darko's post. And I said, okay, let me figure out this um, podcast thing. So I read and read and read, and I thought about the title. And I said, I really want to encourage Black medical students to come in to the healthcare professions. And you know, you you know that title of your podcast is very important. And I was like, mm, the black dot. Is it two on the nose? And I'm like, mm, mm. no, it's for I want, you know, everybody can listen to it, but I want to encourage um, future black physicians, future black healthcare professionals. So that's where the concept of Black Doctors podcast was born. And every Monday, I just share the story of an underrepresented in medicine minority healthcare professional. Typically, um, I've done a, you know different episodes on contract negotiation and different panel interviews and um, just kind of mixing it up and and every monday um i've had a, a episode and it's been just over two years um i do all the music for this show we were talking about this before we started recording <laughs> i do all the music i do all the uh editing because again that, that's something that i enjoy um but it is a lot of work so you know we might have to connect and uh, get your your uh a blueprint after this but um yes. yeah check it out it's available wherever you listen to podcasts um the black doctors podcast because representation matters i love it and it's it's one of those things where a lot of times when we're trying to kind of find our voice now mind you most mm-hmm. media members i already know i'm probably like the last person to be talking because i'm like on every social media thing but like i, I promise like it's it's because I like doing the thing. I like I like doing that tech thing. I think it's kind of fun. Um, so of course, but I love and again, it's so funny. I don't even realize if Dr. Nidarko realizes how many podcasts have started from his like drive and goal. I, I said because I the only reason why I'm doing a lunch learn with Dr. Barry is because I'm like, if this surgeon can like and I hate that, I hate that I said it like that. <laughs> But like, if this surgeon could do a podcast, I surely I could do a podcast. Like, yeah, surgeon, <laughs> that's how I used to look at. It. I'm like, all right, this surgeon got a podcast. Yeah, I do a podcast too. And, and and it's so funny because when we're all just trying to find our voice and our message and our way, and just trying to figure out how to do that, uh, being able to say like, all right, yep, this is the median that I'm going to use, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be unapologetic. Right, this is the Black Doctors Podcast. Like, it is what like stop it like this is what we do here and so i just love everything about it and that, again that's why i was like nah lunch learn community we got to get dr bradley on the show because i need him to kind of not only for you to hear his story but not more importantly hear the message uh because again it, it's not all rosy 
when you get to the top, a lot of times there's a lot of bumps, a lot of times there's a lot of bruises, a lot of obstacles and things that kind of get in the way. But it's those who say, you know what, despite all those things, I'm going to get here my way. So that's why, I, again, absolutely love everything you do. And I'm a big supporter. I tell people all the time. I'm the, I'm also a big stalker as well, too. So typically uh, <laughs> for my guests, like I'd be following, I, I'll be following my guests for like months, just watching them. Oh, I'm like, hmm. See what this guy's doing over here. like that. So I'm just like, see what this guy's doing over here. Like, yeah, yeah, he'll be good. Yes, he'll be good. Yes, like and then, <laughs> then, then I, then I slide to the DM. I'm, I'm big on that because I, I, I do love it. But more importantly, I watch with affirmation because I love the fact that like, all right, yep, someone else who is just another leading example of another different way you can do it. And yeah. I think that is the most important thing for me, that there's so many different ways to do it. It does not have to be this cookie cutter. You got to get straight A's. If you get one B or you get one C, go ahead and, you know, forget medicine, uh, which we've been told. And, mm-hmm. and understanding that, like, it, there's so many different ways to do it. And as long as you enjoy doing what you do, you can get to where you want to get to. I, I, I think I got one, one question. Um, what, what are you using your beard, brother? Oh, ha, 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 ha. So I, <laughs> I'm trying to get like you. Shout, 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 shout out to my homeboy, uh, Belton Showell, clean and unshaven. He has like beard butter and all. Like, I'll put his link in the show notes. Uh, mm. this yeah, yeah, clean and unshaven. And he's got a little there beard butter, beard oil. He's got a little, you know, support, support <laughs> the black businesses. <laughs> so, before we let you go, like, where can people find Dr. Bradley? Uh, obviously your podcast available on all pocket pack, like give, give them details. And obviously remember if you're watching on the YouTube channel, it'll be in the description. If you, if you're listening to it on the podcast, it will be in uh, the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. So the black Earth podcast is the show. Um, there's also a website you can go, you can actually hit a voice note and we can include that in an episode of the, of the show. My website is stephenbradleymd.com and there's a couple blog posts there. I'm most active on Instagram at Stephen Bradley MD. That is a collection. Like I'm the furthest thing probably from a med influencer. You're probably going to see a lot of my music. Um, buy my mixtape. No, I'm kidding. There's no mixtape. But you're going to see oh, a no, lot you know, of Honestly, I was, I was about to ask. I'm like, I didn't hear a Spotify <laughs> link drop. Like, hold on. I was going like, let's, let's, we got to, we got to put the two feet in, right? We like, like let's go now. It, it's a it's a work in progress. Hopefully, I'll I'll, I'll drop a, a lo-fi album in the next year. But um, yeah, you'll you'll see kind of just a day in the life. Like I don't really do any like a, it's not a very curated feed, is what is what I guess I'm trying to say. And then I'm on on Twitter, Stephen Bradley MD. Um, still not super um, happy about that. that. That app just gets so toxic so quick. So mostly I'm on um, Instagram, and you can follow me there and, and just vibe. <laughs> We could we could probably talk for days. That uh, it's yeah. Again, there's a good and bad with social media, right? (laughs) And yeah, uh, we yeah we could probably talk for days, especially especially when you start being vocal about who you are. There's a lot of people who will let you know, like hold on, relax, buddy, right? Like so again, Dr. Bradley. First of all, I want to say on behalf of the Lunch Learn community, Medicine Monday watchers, uh, we appreciate your story. Um, we appreciate, you know, your, your your gift of being open, as well as the message that, again, like you can do 
what you want to do, even even when you have this big, you know, gorilla of a career of medicine or business or whatever you want to do, but not to forget the things that you actually love, because that's what's going to get you, uh, you know, going every single day when you're like, all right, medicine tripping right now. But you know what? I still got the music, right? That's what's going to get you there. Instead of you being out here, burnt out, upset, stressed, and then not only putting the stress on yourself, putting the stress on your family members, your friends, and more importantly, the patients. Dr. Pierre, thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed this uh, chat. Thank you. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board-certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.